He's having a drink in the pool. Come on up, Joe. Come on up, Samson. I'll let Joe introduce Samson. He's come all the way from Africa just to tell y'all something. Tell us something. Glory. Sitting in this church over the years, I've heard God give many prophecies about people going after this church and going places. You remember, Jana, all the words that came? I don't know where Royce is, but I've traveled as far west as you go to China, and I've been as far east as you can go to China, and I found this guy in the way. That This is an extension of what God's doing here. This is Samson. I wouldn't pronounce his last name. I've said it incorrectly so many years, I can't say it correctly. But I found him in Nairobi. It was really a, our, our, our meeting was like a train wreck. There wasn't anything like it was supposed to be. But it's been the neatest relationship for six years. When I'm in Kenya, I stay in his home, eat his food with his wife and his kids. He's here with us. He came for another meeting. I drove to Denver the other day and picked him up. We minister across southwest Kenya together, Nairobi together. We do ministry in the United Arab Emirates together. I don't go to Pakistan, but I fly him into Pakistan occasionally and back out. He's just an extension of our ministry, but we're separate. So I want to do Samson to you. I've given him freedom. I told him be through by two. <laughs> your own, Samson. Amen, amen. Come on, let's join our hands and appreciate the Lord. Come on. Um, I just want to take this opportunity to, first of all, thank God. Okay. Are you doing well? Is that okay? Great. Uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank God who has allowed me to be here. Um, it's my first time um, visiting the USA, and um, it's such a blessing to be the first congregation that I'm ministering to in the U.S. So uh, I give glory to God, and I just thank him for that. I just want to thank you, Pastor, and your leadership for allowing me to come over here and just share the gospel. I am a pastor, and I know that if you have to invite someone to just speak to your congregation, um, you know, it's something that you have to think over it. And I thank you so much for trusting you, Joe, and trusting me just to come over here and, and be able to share the gospel. Thank you so much, Joe and his wife. And uh, they're like my pa like parents to me. I'm their last born son. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we, we, we've shared a, quite a great relationship, you know. I mean, Joe is like a father figure to me, and um, he has mentored me on many things. And I uh, thank him that the Lord brought him in my life. Um, at, at, you know, it was a timely, you know, it was a timely, it was timely in one way or another. And I thank God for that. Um, married to Rose. <laughs> We've been married for the last 19 years. Um, we have a 17-year-old daughter. And then we have a 14-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Um, I oversee seekers after God churches in Kenya, but the Lord also has given me a burden for the Islamic countries, doing some work in Pakistan, in UAE, in India, and we love the Lord and we thank God for what he's doing. But above all that, I love Jesus. Hallelujah. I love Jesus above all that. Jesus said that you do not celebrate about the miracles that has been done. Celebrate that your name is written in the book of life. And so that's what excites me today. I'm going to share something with us today. Um, it will be a reminder, but I just want to tune more into the Holy Spirit 
praise the Lord. And um, I believe that the Lord will allow me to speak as he wants us to hear him today. But let me just say something. I've just been, when Joe told me that I'll be coming over to minister, I've been praying and asking the Lord. Uh, you know, as pastors, you go through the notes and all that. You do some studies. But it's important to hear from the Lord. You know, I'm a theologian and that's it. But it's important to hear from him. And, and, and I was just waiting on the Lord and just asking him, what do you want me to speak to your people? What do you want me to speak to your people? And there's something that the Lord spoke to me. Before we get into the word, the Lord gave me the word feast. Feast. The Lord say feast. And the Lord told me, go and tell my people that I'm inviting them to feast. I'm inviting them to feast. And I don't know why this word is key, but allow me to say it. That you are about to feast as a church. And I don't know how that one looks like. I don't know how that one looks like. But there is a feast that the Lord has prepared for this church. There is a feast. It's going to be part of my sermon, talking about some spiritual stuff. But it's going to manifest also naturally. Because when there is a feast, there is a celebration. Is that true? Whenever there is a feast, there is celebration. There is plenty of food. And it struck me when, uh, you know, my brother spoke here and, you know, he just had this word that the Lord placed on him about harvest, you know, bumper harvest that you have never... There's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. And, 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 I, and I feel that I need to speak to a family here. There's a feast. The Lord is preparing a feast, a time of celebration. And pastor, I'm meeting you for the first time, but the Lord is saying there's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. And I hear him saying over and over and over, prepare for a feast. And listen, my friend, if you don't take advantage of it, I'll come over here and get part of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's going to be a feast. Glory be to Jesus. There's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. And I stand here and I see this place so full. I see everyone seated here and there's going to be a celebration. There's going to be a feast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us go to our Bible, the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. Some of the things that I'm going to speak here is a little bit of a reminder. I believe that even as I share the gospel, I'll share a little bit of my testimony as we continue. I've said that it's going to be a little bit of reminder, but I believe the Lord will use me as a vessel today to deposit something into your spirit. Amen. Amen, church. Are we having church? Are we having church? Hebrews chapter 6. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I gave my life to Christ when I was 15 years old. I was in high school. Uh, the enemy had attacked me, the sickness that uh, the doctors could not tell out. Uh, I went into a coma for three days. And the doctors told my parents that um, we don't know what is ailing your son, 
but we have given up on him. And I come from, you know, we settle in an urban area, but we have what you all called our country home. And so with the African culture, when somebody dies, we go and bury him into, you know, he can be staying in Nairobi, but if he dies, if, if of age, you go to bury him in, uh, in the country, countryside. And so uh, they told my parents that uh, uh, your son is going to die. Uh, and um, just to cut on the cost, we'll request you to take him to the countryside so that when he dies, you don't have to spend a lot of money in terms of transporting the body and everything. My parents took me from the hospital, um, took me home, uh, our urban home, and as they were preparing to transport me the following day to a rural home. And they had called a man of God just to pray because, you know, they are born again, and they had called a man of God to pray. And I don't know what happened. I rolled from where I was sleeping and rolled down from the bed and fell down. And for the first time after three days, I opened my eyes, saw the family members surrounding me. Everyone was crying. I didn't know what had happened. But this servant of God prayed over my life. And to cut the story short, I gave my life to Christ that day. It was on a Monday night at 8 p.m. And the Lord delivered me completely. The following day was on a Tuesday at around 1 p.m., I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. The following week, I went back to high school as a novice. I wasn't a preacher, but full of the Holy Spirit. And our school did not have a Christian union. And I went fully packed, on fire for the Lord. And I went to our principal who was an Asian of an Asian origin, and I said, I want to start a church here in school. <laughs> I want to start a Christian union. And he gave me the permission to do that. But three things that the Lord spoke to me during that time, he said, Samson, I've called you, and wherever you go, I want you to proclaim that I am a savior, I save, but I'm a healer, I heal, and I'm a deliverer. He gave me those three things. I said, wherever you go, speak that. And that was in 1994. We are in 2019. You can guess my age. But wherever I have gone, I've seen God fulfilling what he promised. Hallelujah. I've seen him fulfilling what he promised. And I believe that as I'm here today, I still believe that he's able to do it. Glory be to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1. I'm going to read eight verses. Trust God that God will allow me to break it down and then after that we'll just allow the Holy Spirit uh, to take over. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1, the Bible says, Therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary 
uh, principles of Christ. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Verse 6 says, If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it, and bear herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to being cast, whose end is to be burned. The, the author of the book of Hebrew, there has always been a debate about who wrote the book of Hebrews. The early church fathers believed that it was written by Paul, and Paul wrote it in Hebrews for the Jewish Christian at that time. But as time continued, there is, um, there is a belief from the scholars that um, either it was written by Barnabas, it was written by Apollos or Priscilla, or some of the Paul's close associates. There is a debate about who wrote that book. But we know who read that book. Amen. There's, so, there's no debate about who read that book. And if you, read, if you look at the book of Hebrews, it's a letter that is in form of a sermon. And it's like a pastor preaching a sermon to a congregation. There's a target that he has. And here we have the Jewish Christians. And because of certain reasons, they want to go back to Judaism. Because of certain reasons. And so the pastor, let's call, let's, let's call him the pastor, he's preaching a sermon to them. And he's asking them, what are you going back to? Because what you have is better. Hallelujah. In fact, there's a word that comes out over and over in the book of Hebrews is the superlative better. What you have is better. And the pastor here, <laughs> call him the writer, the pastor, whether it's Paul, whoever he is, he's saying, listen, friends, you have a better thing. What you have is better. Christ's sacrifice and new covenant is better than religious rules yeah. and rituals. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. What you have is better. You know, we have been having discussion with Jim. He's an amazing friend. He has been to Africa several times. And we have been having the issue of angelic activity and, you know, and, and angels are our messengers. And I thank God I'm reading a book about angels. And we thank God for angels, our messengers. But angels also worship him. Yes. 
So he's better than the angels. He say that. Hallelujah. They are our servants. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, they were so much, you know, possessed and obsessed with Moses. But he tells them that Jesus is better than Moses. Because he created Moses. Hallelujah. He is better than their runic priesthood. For his sacrifice was once and for all. So what are you going back? He's asking them, what are you going back to? Are you going back to the worship of angels? The angels worship him. Are you going back to the teachings of Moses? He created Moses. Are you going back to the Aaronic priesthood? <laughs> for his sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice was once and for all. Are you going back to the law? For he is the one who mediates the new covenant. So the book of Hebrews, when it's written, the writer is trying to tell them that there is something better. And I've traveled and I want to tell you that in every culture there's always something that they embraced and they think that is superior than anything else. When you come to America, it can be something. Come to Asia, come to Africa. But I'm here to announce to us that what we have is better than anything else. Glory be to Jesus. Better than anything else. So he tries uh, and, and reminds them of that. But I want us to focus on chapter 6. And from, I would say that he's somehow disappointed that there are those who have decided to fall away. And from his frustration, we are able to get what is on the table. He says that there are some of you there are some that tested, but they have fallen away. You know, if you test a food, it tastes good. But the food that you have tested will not benefit you unless you sit there and eat the all of it. Is that true? Amen. It is not the tested food... Uh, that, that is importance to your body is the food that you have eaten it to the full proportion. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. I mean, I mean, I mean. Uh, Joe has been telling me about this tech, you know, and and you know, one of the things that uh, he did is when you're driving all the way from Denver, then I went to this place called Pueblo, wherever their place is, and we get into this restaurant and 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 you know, and they serve us meals on our table, and and the wait, you know, and and this lady comes to me and say. Just test, but if you feel that it's not good, you can ask, you know, for something that fits you, you know. But try and just test. And man, I tested, <laughs> you know. And before I knew it, my plate was empty. <laughs> you know, when you test something and it is good, you don't walk away. You sit there and eat the whole of it. Because that's what uh, that one will help your body. And I want to tell you that there is something that is served on the table and we are called not to test it. 
But we are called to eat the whole of it so that it can build our body individually, but build the corporate body, which is the body of Christ. Hallelujah. He says that some of you tested, but I like it that from his frustration on those who have fallen away, the writer helps us to understand what the Lord has laid on the table. And that's what I want to touch. I want to talk about four things, then we are done. So the first thing that he says, that those who have tested the heavenly gifts. Another version says the gifts of the heavenly realm. And that is in verse 4, if I'm not wrong. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tested the heavenly gift. And have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. We have been made holy. Amen. Praise God. Yes. We have been made holy. Yes. And we have been invited into this feast. And there is something that is being provided for us in this feast. And one of it is the heavenly gift. You know, when I was looking at it, you know, he doesn't say spiritual gifts, but he says the heavenly gifts. For those who are theologians here, spiritual gifts, we know that is charismata when he talks about, you know, the, the grace coming in and the gifts are being released. But here he talks about the heavenly gifts. You know, in other versions it says the good things of heaven. The good things of heaven. In other words, we have been made holy, but there is something else that we are enjoying. And it is called the good gifts of heaven. You know, <laughs> you know, being a Christian is such a beautiful place. It's a, such a beautiful thing. Because what the earth cannot produce, heavens produces. Are we together? Are we together? You see, the writer says that... Uh, <laughs> For God shall supply our needs according to his riches where? In glory, not in America. And, and I thank God for your president. But in glory. When everything fails here on earth, the heaven still has a supply. He's talking about the good gifts of heaven. And it's a privilege that only us are able to enjoy. The people who are in it, they are not able to enjoy it. You know, I, I, I look at the children of Israel going through the wilderness. He supply manna from heaven, even in the wilderness. Praise God. When Jesus is teaching his disciples about the Lord's Prayer, he said, let your kingdom come, yeah? Let it be done here on earth as it is where? In heaven. Praise be to the living God. Let it be done here as it is in heaven. Heaven has some good things to offer. Am I talking to people here? Heaven has some good things to offer. When the earth does not produce peace, heaven will give you peace. Heaven will give you joy. Glory be to Jesus. 
tasted the good things. Sweet things. Another version says that. Sweet things of heaven. Hmm. I like it when Jesus teaches about the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, if you check it, it says, How much more your Father in heaven will give you? As much as Luke says about the Holy Spirit, but Matthew says, How much your Father in heaven will give you good things. What part of good that you don't understand, my friend? What part of good things? That you don't understand. And therefore, when I kneel down and I pray, I say, God, shower me with good things. Hallelujah. Hmm. We eat from his hands. We depend on that economy in heaven. If he commanded the ravens to feed Elijah... If he allowed the brooks to supply water for Elijah, and the angel came over and baked cake for Elijah, and the raven brought meat for Elijah, when there was drought and famine, how much more today? He's a God who provides. Now we can go through what we can, but he's a God who provides. And so we have been made holy, but we have been brought on this table where heavens provide for us. And I want to say this to all of us here today. (laughs) That God still provides today. He hasn't stopped providing. Allow me to calm down a little bit. He hasn't stopped providing. Now, the economy can be doing bad. But when I heard from heaven this morning, uh-huh. Amen. he said he still supplies. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He still supplies. If we trust in him. You know, sometimes we think that our God is reluctant to come through for us. You know, sometimes we think that we need to beg him. But let me tell you, he has provided that on this feast is one of the meals. And one of the meals is called provision. It's called provision. The heavenly good, the good things. That's what the writer says. (laughs) It has been provided. (laughs) The second thing he says, that they have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. Partakers of the Holy Spirit. You see, when I look at the dictionary word, before I look at the Greek word, when I look at the Greek dictionary word, for, meaning for the word partakers, it says, when you partake, it means that you have or you give or receive part or share. When you become partaker, you become a partner. And so the other thing he says, the one thing that has happened that we have become partners with the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was upon them. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit has come in us, working through us, working with us. Yes, yes, yes. Glory be to Jesus. Yes. 
You don't work with God, you work with God. Uh, uh, uh. You don't work for God, you work with God. Partakers. Partners. We are partnering him. You know, my, my sister is giving a testimony. You, it's partnering with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and one thing that I want to say, wherever you are, whether you are employed, you are a businessman, you are a student, wherever you are, you are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't matter if there is a need, the Holy Spirit is in you at that particular time to meet that need. Is there one, somebody that's saying that is sick, you don't need to call your pastor, you are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Place your hand on that person and say, in Jesus' name be healed. Because you are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And that's why we go to the nations because he, see, he shows us the need and say, come along, let's work together. And that's what the writer is lamenting. He says, they have walked away from the partnership. You see, when you work for someone, you get a salary. But when you partner with someone, you get the benefits. Oh, Lakata Shale Bayanta. We're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We are in partnership. Can I announce that to us? We are in partnership. We are agents of change. Glory be to Jesus. We are agents of change. If Elijah could say that. By my word it will rain, or by my word, and the Holy Spirit. What? How much more when the Holy Spirit is in you? And that's why he said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You'll be in partnership. <laughs> it doesn't matter where I go. I remember I was I was uh, I, I was in UAE uh, in 2013. I'm in mean, 2017 with my wife, the month of February. And uh, there's this lady who was demonic possessed, and we, <laughs> we went and <laughs> ministered to this lady, cast out demons out of her. We are walking out of the building, uh, walking on the street, we're walking through these Iranian shops. And as I'm walking with my wife, <laughs> this gentleman of an Arab origin comes from the shop. He comes towards us, he was just walking normally. Then he saw us and he started screaming. He started screaming. I mean, like doing like the way your dog, you know. <laughs> he started screaming. He couldn't turn. He started screaming. And my wife was like, I mean, I mean, what's happening, sweetheart? I said, we are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in us. Amen. And you know, sometimes we, we, we put breaks on him, yet he wants to use us for his glory. We limit him. We look down on ourselves. But he's saying, I'm with you. Glory be to Jesus. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. We're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And it's not something that will come, it's something that you are in. Notice what the writer says, for they have become 
partakers with the Holy Spirit. They have already become partners with the Holy Spirit. And then the third one, I have two, then pray together, he says. Just notice verse 4, for it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tested the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the, and have tested the good word. The good word. The good word. The word used there is the Greek word rema, not logos. The prophetic word. In fact, the first when I mention about when I when I mention about the heavenly gift, I was talking about provision, and when I mention about being partakers of the um, you know, of the Holy Spirit, I was talking about promotion. But when I talk about good word of the Lord, I'm talking about prophetic. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You see, when we come and gather here. God has a word for you that will change your life. God has a word. He knows our needs. He knows things that we're going through. He knows your mind. And I'm tired and sick of the church whereby we just come and feel sorry about ourselves and create some pity parties and say, okay, that's how it is, my friend. Let's see what God will do. Maybe. We have tested a good word. There's a word here full of the Holy Spirit that answers the questions that you have. That's how the church should be. Prophetic. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. May the Lord take us back there. May the Lord take us where we can hear him speak to us. You know, you know sometimes we are caught up in the amanetics, homiletic stuff. That's good, that's good, that's good. It helps you to be a little bit disciplined and well-behaved. But if the Spirit of God is not there, there is no life. Cancer is not healed by amanitics or miletics, it's healed. But the word of God is full of the Spirit, spoken in the right time. Yes. And I love homiletics and amanitics alight. Amen? The last time I checked, the demons are not cast away by my homiletics knowledge and amanitics. Glory be to Jesus. The instant personal speaking of God to us. The instant personal speaking of God to us. The good words. They have tasted the good word. You know, I, I remember the date. It was, it was, it was June, 9, June 18th. And uh, just this year I was praying over some stuff. And I was on the uh, church altar there. And I was just praying. I prayed. I was praying. <laughs> And I was asking God a lot of things. <laughs> and God took me to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. You know that word. You know it. It's, it's a common word. Ask God, I know this scripture. What are you trying to say? 
And God told me exactly a question that I asked you some few minutes ago. He said, Samson, I have good plans for you, good thoughts for you. And he asked me, which part of good that you don't understand, Samson? Which part of good that you don't understand? I have good thoughts. And he told me, Samson, it doesn't matter what people think about you out there. The thoughts that people have about you, my thoughts supersede any thought that someone has over you. Prophetic word. Good word. Just lifted me from where I was. Hallelujah. Fresh baked bread. The good word. You see, my wife, my wife one day came home and, you know, she was looking for something to eat and then she went to the kitchen and she didn't know that this bread has been there for quite some time. She picked it and, you know, we, we drink a lot of tea back in Kenya, took a cup of tea and that bread and ate it. And within one hour, she was, she was unwell. And we tried, she had just had food poisoning. And we had to rush her to the hospital. It was because of her bread. <laughs> I, I thank God for the miracles that he did 20 years ago. But I want to exp- I'm expecting a miracle now. I thank God for revelation that I had 20 years ago. But speak, Lord, speak, Lord, right now. And I thank God for the victories that I had several years ago, but I want a victory right now. I need a fresh word from the Lord. A fresh word from the Lord. Then the fourth thing, then I'm done. He says, powers of the age to come. I've decided to use that produce. So we have been invited on the table. There is provision. We have been invited on the table, my friends. There is promotion. There is a prophetic word. But there is ability to produce. The word power that is used there is the word dunamis. Which means miraculous power. Amen? Amen. The, the powers of the age. We have privilege that we can enjoy the powers of the age to come. We don't need to wait for heaven. We can create a little heaven down here. Glory be to Jesus. It's here with us. I thank God that I can taste. And not just taste, but enjoy. The powers that some other people are waiting for. The kingdom is already here. The kingdom now and the kingdom to come. And we have the power that the earth cannot resist. We have the power that cancer cells cannot resist. The power, the edge to come, we have it with us here. In 2008, 2007, this lady came to see me and she, in Kenya and they were looking at adopting a child and stuff like that. And so they wanted me to pray for them and just to ask God to give them the leadership and all that. And as I was praying for them, I, 
the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, tell that lady that she's going to conceive. I said, I started praying. I never told her. I just prayed, thank you, Lord, for this child. Thank you for the conception. She was seated there with the husband. <laughs> I finished and said, you know, Pastor, you don't understand me. Let me explain to you well. The doctors removed my womb. I cannot carry a baby. And so that's where I am. I said, yes, 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 I know that. But this is what the Lord is saying. This is what the Lord is saying. Body parts. Body parts. Body parts. <laughs> you know, this is, what the, this is what the doctor, this is what the Lord is saying. And we're like, Pastor, no. Pastor, Pastor, can it happen? I say, I don't know, but that's what the Lord is saying. You know, when I, when I was looking, I was looking at the word, when I was looking at the word produce, this, this is what I came up with. Make or cause to come into existence. Make or cause to, that's what a miracle is. So we can make or cause to come. Uh, my, 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 my sister has spoken about this store. If Toyota has a spare parts, Mitsubishi and General Motors, they have spare parts for their vehicle, how much our God I don't know if you're believing together with me. How much our God? The dunamis power. It captured me that in the New Testament it has been mentioned more than 100 times the miraculous. In the New Testament, the miraculous power, the Lord is trying to get our attention. Force miraculous power. Make or cause to come into existence. Or make or manufacture from components or raw materials. Either way. Either way. If there's a raw material, we're going to create something. But let me tell you, we have a raw material. It's called the word of God. Life and death is in the power so if there's no raw material, I have a raw material. It's called the word of God. Speak it. Believe it in your heart. And so, prayed for the lady and all that. She left. She wasn't, she wasn't impressed. She thought I was out of my mind. Of course, I thought I was out of my mind when she, they left because I was like, Samson, what was that? <laughs> Three months down the line, she's having this stuff and all that, and she goes to the doctor, and she's like, she's sick and all that. And the doctor says, hmm, can we have some pregnancy test on you? I say, no, no, doctor. Yeah, you know me. I'm, no, no, I just think that we, let's just, let's just. So they have the pregnancy test. And she was pregnant. She was pregnant. She called, she called me from the doctor's office and said, Pastor, you can't believe this. I said, what? I'm pregnant. Where, where that womb came from, I don't know. But there's a storehouse in heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. And they named that child Samson Otieno. Glory be to Jesus whenever I saw that child. <laughs> Yeah. 
Let me say this. <laughs> yeah. We had, we, had, we had a friends who had come to check on, they're their common friends that come to check on, on, on Joe and, uh, and Jackie. And they'd driven all the way from Colorado Springs, spent the night and met them there. And early in the morning, they'd been having a problem with this car with their AC, you know, and the, doc, and the mechanic, had, mechanic had, had suggested that it needs to be checked on. And so they're leaving in the morning, and we held our hands, and Jackie prayed. Mom, Jackie prayed and said, Lord, we speak to that, whatever it is. <laughs> create it, create it, create it. And the air condition started working. How it worked, I don't know. What I know is we are, test- we are actually enjoying and you know, as, as, as believers, we are privileged that we are enjoying the power of the age to come. Yes. We are enjoying it now. Yes. We are enjoying it now. And that's why when we are singing that last song, before I came up, for his, and it, it does miracles so great. Listen to me, church. I have not come to tell you anything new. I have come to remind you. I have come to remind you. I have come to remind you that there is provision in him. There is promotion. We are partners with the Holy Spirit. We are partners. I love that. That makes me to walk shoulder high. Can you imagine if your partner is the Holy Spirit? Those who are in business, if your business partner is the Holy Spirit. Do you need to be worried if your partner is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> There's what he brings in. Yeah? <laughs> Actually brings 100%. <laughs> but I'm playing along. We are partners. He never asked me, what do you have? He said, no, just come in. <laughs> I've paid it all. <laughs> we are partners. They will share here. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. We are partners. Can you imagine that? So this provision, this promotion, if you're following me, what was the third one? <laughs> you know? What is the third one if you're following me? The good word prophetic. Prophetic. But there's ability to produce. His ability to produce. Can we just stand on our feet in the presence of God if we can? <clears throat> and just before I allow the pastor to come over, I believe that God had planned it for me to be here. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I keep hearing saying there's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. 
heavens is going to release rain and the earth is going to produce. And I don't know what that means for us. But pastor, there's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. There's going to be a feast. It's going to be manifested physically. There's going to be a feast. And, and honestly, I don't know about the church. I don't know about the church. And hmm. You have been partnering with the Holy Spirit. He was saying that been thinking of casting wide. But the Lord tells me that you've been going deep. And sometimes going deep has been seen as if something that there's no result that is seen out there. And the Lord tells me that the roots goes down and be able to tap into the water. The leaves will flourish and the fruits will be seen. And even though there is dryness and famine, when every other tree dries and withers, in a harsh weather, this very tree is going to flourish and produce fruits. Go deep. Continue going deep. As you go deep, you go high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As you go deep, you go high. Just lift our hands in the presence. Rebo sheteka halaba santeka bazaya. Sheteka halaba zande rebo shaya. Sheteka halaba yandi. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I invite you to the feast. I'm inviting you for a feast. I'm inviting you for a feast. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm inviting you for a feast. Are you ready? I'm inviting you for a feast. Ha. E kalabazayan deba shatalaba. As I invite Pastor to come over here, if you're, if you're here and you just... Just saying, man of God, I just want, I want you to pray for me. I just want to open the altar for you. Just walk and come in front. And um, I want to respect the, the prophet of this house, the pastor here. And so you're saying that I just want you to pray with, together with me. Just invite you to come. Mission. Oh, happy day. Well, if you have a need, we'll have the, he'll be down here. I know some people that need to come, let the Lord pray. But I want to invite you, this is good ground. I mean, you know, grace giving determines the harvest. So remember the offering back there for our brother.
Let's help him get on the road. And everywhere he goes, you'll be a partaker of that good word of God.